Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, a little hot stove check during the offseason on Brewers on Tap, an abbreviated version of the podcast, but episode number 104 coming your way all the same. Great to have you with us. I'm Lane Grindle. Let's hit on the most noteworthy news so far this offseason. Brewers have added some arms into the fold since the start of free agency, including one very familiar name. Right-handed pitcher Giovanni Gallardo is back in Brew City, and one of the most prolific pitchers in club history he is hoping the familiar surroundings can help him regain his old Milwaukee form. Gallardo was traded to the Texas Rangers prior to the 2015 season, then ended up in Baltimore for 2016, before landing in Seattle for the 2017 season. Gallardo is just 31, although he'll turn 32 at the outset of spring training. Gallardo consistently delivered 180-plus innings each year in Milwaukee and had a 3.51 ERA in 2014, his final season at Miller Park. Gallardo will give the crew some starting rotation depth and could potentially fight for a role in the bullpen as well. Right-handed pitcher Jolis Chassin was plucked off the free agent market. Chassin, with the Padres last season, has a devastating slider, and he put together one of his best seasons last year, 29 years of age. A 3.89 ERA overall in a 180 and a third innings pitch for Chassin last year with San Diego. He'll figure to slide into the middle to back part of the Brewers rotation after Chase Anderson, Zach Davies, and of course, Jimmy Nelson when he returns from injury. Left-handed reliever Boone Logan who spent last year with the Indians, he's also been inked. Logan gives the Brewers a lefty. He's actually kind of a loogie, somebody that has dominated lefties and been a lefty-only guy at times throughout his career, but the Brewers believe he can get righties out for them too. Additionally, right-handed pitcher Taylor Youngman was granted his release so he could pursue a contract in Japan, clearing the 40-man space for Logan. Some minor league contracts have been signed recently with invites to Major League Spring Training. Right-handed pitcher J.J. Hoover, Last year with the D-backs, you might remember him as a red a couple of years before that. And catcher Christian Bethencourt will be at Maryville this spring, contributing to what could be some good competition across the board. Bethencourt was a Padre last year. He actually tried his hand at pitching. He's going to catch for the crew. He has a big-time arm. Brewers aren't likely done, as it's been a slow offseason across baseball. And one figures that in the next week, it should quickly heat up for every team in the league. Let's break this all down with the GM of the Brewers, David Stearns. Let's break it down. David, when you go into an offseason, obviously you have goals, you have things that that you want to get accomplished, but you also have multiple paths in which that could get accomplished. Uh, This has been a slow offseason. Everybody's talking about that. Has it ever gotten frustrating, uh, or has it been nice that you can just be patient and sit back and kind of let the market come to you, so so to speak? Well, I think we're in a fortunate spot where we were able to accomplish uh, some of our goals and, and make progress towards reaching those goals uh, around the winter meetings and, and shortly thereafter with um, the signing of, of some of the starting pitchers and, and most recently Boone Logan. And, and I think to have that done, to be able to add to, the, to our staff uh, the way we have, 
um, gives us some confidence going forward. And, and so we're able to be patient to see what materializes over the next six, eight weeks. Um, I do think there will be a lot of player transactions throughout the industry during that time period. And if the right opportunity arises for us, we'll certainly take part. You mentioned some of those transactions. Let's, let's go back. You bring back a very familiar name to the, to the Brewers in Giovanni Gallardo. Fans very familiar with you. He's one of the top uh, pitchers in this franchise's history. And, and still a relatively young guy, even though he's had a couple of tough years. I'm sure part of the hope is that you can get him back here and he can find some of that magic again. What what did you see from his stuff as you guys were breaking down his last couple of years? And 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 it's a it's a low risk deal on your end, so ho- hopefully he can really uh, turn it into one of the coups of the off season. And and really, you you said it. This is a guy who's had tremendous success throughout his major league career. A large portion of that success coming as a Brewer in this building in this uniform. And to be able to bring him back here, he's a guy who's still healthy. He's still throwing the ball hard. In fact, his um, his velocity went up last year. We think he has the versatility to both pitch out of the pen and, and start, as he has throughout the majority of his career. And so we're looking for a change of scenery. We're looking for a guy who clearly still has the stuff to get major league hitters out, and maybe a tweak or two can can help him do that. I know he's excited to get back to Milwaukee, and we're excited to bring him into our organization. And then Jolie Chassin is a guy that whenever I've seen him pitch against the Brewers, he's been impressive. He's probably has one of the better sliders that, that, that people don't talk enough about, one of the better sliders in the game, um, and, and, and throws in the, the low 90s with a little bit of a sink. He, he, he's a guy that put up good numbers overall, really pitched well at Petco Park last year, and, and gives you really good depth in that rotation. He does. Jolis is, is a guy who very quietly um, has been one of the better pitchers um, in the league over the last couple of years. And, and the consistency, the ability to, to eat up some innings. Um, you talked about the sinker, the ground balls, the slider is, is a legitimate swing and miss pitch. Um, he's been particularly effective against right-handed hitters. There, there's no uh, doubt about that. And we think that there are, there are some weapons there that can help him against left-handed hitters as well. So we're excited to to bring him in on a two-year deal, um, a guy who we do think can help stabilize our rotation and and eat up innings for us and, and really allow some of our other guys um, to take the pressure off and just do what they're capable of doing. I know you wanted to add some arms, um, some potential to that rotation in terms of options, and, and the the injury to Jimmy Nelson plays a, plays a part in that. You may have been looking for an arm anyway, but but certainly that makes it more uh, of uh, an immediate need uh, for the Brewers at this point in time. You guys keep close tabs on Jimmy. The reports are that the, the rehab's going very, very well. How much does that impact kind of how you look at things this offseason too, just based upon how his rehab has gone? Well, certainly losing Jimmy for, for any period of time, never mind the, the amount of time we're likely to, to lose him for, um, is, is a meaningful hit to our team. We saw last year that he had emerged as one of the better pitchers in the National League. We fully anticipate that to continue, um, and unfortunately, it's just going to be delayed for a little while. Uh, as you mentioned, his his rehab is going very well. We won't really know the timetable until he starts throwing in spring training, and then we'll be able to map out a, a throwing program that's tailored specifically to, to where he is. Um, but it's going to be a chunk. It's going to be probably multiple months uh, into next season, and so to to compensate for that, we have looked externally. We've brought some guys in. We're also going to need some of our, our guys internally to step up um, and, and ask maybe a little bit more of them than we would have had than we would have had to otherwise. 
You also mentioned Boone Logan, which is the most recent acquisition uh, that has been made official. And this is a lefty that uh, has been a, a very quality reliever for the majority of his his time. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of fans will remember him from his time with the Indians. But uh, what, how do you see him fitting in? Is this a lefty-only guy? Can you use him for some middle innings, depending on the situation, too? Uh, kind of how do you see him fitting into the plans with that bullpen? Well, Boone's a guy who, who's, who's been around. He's had success throughout his major league career. His season was shortened somewhat last year with a lat injury that shut him down in the middle of the year. Um, but he's a guy that's proven he can get left-handed hitters out. And adding that additional weapon into the pen um, allows Craig to, to use our relievers maybe a little bit differently than, had, than he had to use them last year. Um, he's a guy who can pretty much take the ball every day if you need it. Um, we do think he's made some adjustments uh, over the past year or so to, to give him a better chance against opposite-handed hitters. But clearly, as with a lot of lefties, um, he's, he's a weapon against, against left-handed hitters, and we're certainly happy to have him in our bullpen. A couple of years ago, everybody was talking about there's just no lefties, right? You couldn't find a lefty for the pin. There wasn't a lefty in the rotation. And all of a sudden, you have Josh Hader, you have Boone Logan, Brent Suter is going to figure into your plans. You you have a handful of lefties now. Are are you done looking for lefties, or if there's the right guy out there, would you would you look at another lefty? I think if there's the right guy out there, we're always looking, and, and we want we want guys who can get outs. And if they throw with their left hand, that's right. great. Um, but but first and foremost, we want guys who can get outs. We think the lefties we have can do that. We think they've proven that. Um, some of them in, in a little bit shorter major league careers than others, but. Um, we're excited to have that balance as a whole throughout our staff. And if we can continue to add to that, we certainly will. Second base, you've got Jonathan VR. You brought back Eric Sogard, which uh, not only is a quality player, quality person, going to be a great, uh, a, not addition, but a great guy to have back in that clubhouse again because he was a big part of, of that chemistry and camaraderie this team had a year ago. And he's a useful player because I mean, he even played in left field at times last year. Um, you feel comfortable going into the year with the group you have and the internal options you have, but I'm sure you're still monitoring that situation too because there's names out there that could help this team. There are, and, and really you look at our position player unit as a whole, and we have a lot of depth throughout that unit, whether it's on the infield with the guys you mentioned, um, in the outfield and, and, and the numerous guys we have out there, um, we feel like we have depth throughout our, our position player grouping. We also think there may be some opportunities to, to, to upgrade, and if we can do that, um, we're certainly going to do so. Um, there are a lot of players still available, um, both free agency and, and via trade, and so we have to keep our minds open. We have to continue those dialogues to see if we can um, find something that, that makes sense for us, and, and if we can, we'll, we'll look to improve our team. How often does even a free agent signing maybe impact a, a potential trade you might make down the road? You have a lot of depth in the outfield. If you added to the outfield, it might give you more uh, ability to then – you already probably have the depth, but you, even that much more depth to, to trade from that group if you had to to try and go add a top-line starter. I'm, I'm throwing hypotheticals out there, but how often do does one deal – kind of impact another and they all fit into a bigger puzzle certainly anytime you have depth in a particular area it's, it's easier to um to deal from that depth um the i think the reality is whenever we contemplate a transaction we have to look at that transaction as though it's going to be our last transaction mm -hmm. of, of 
the offseason, that we're comfortable that that move, whether it's a free agent signing or a trade, can stand on its own um, and improves our organization. And so if, if it crosses that barrier, um, then we're in a good spot and, and then we can then determine whether there are subsequent trades or subsequent transactions um, that further help our team. But anything that, that we do, we have to make sure we're comfortable um, with it and we believe that it improves our team um, as a standalone. You announced today Christian Bethencourt, uh, a catcher, going to be um, with the crew in minor or in major league spring training, but on a minor league contract. Uh, guy that tried pitching uh, last year a little bit too for the Padres. He, he's a guy with major league experience that gives you some good depth at the catching spot. He is. A, it, it's a great defensive profile as a catcher. Um, obviously, a tremendous arm, which is why they tried him on the mound mm-hmm. last year. He's going to be predominantly a catcher for us. Um, he offers that major league experience. He'll be in major league camp, um, likely start the year in AAA, and and uh, if we need him, he'll he'll be ready, and we know he can do the job. David, as as you look at the rest of this off season now, I mean we're getting close, um, just a little over a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting. So there's a lot that has to happen between now and then. Is it is it is it wild for you to sit back and think about all the names, all the things that are still out there right now that, that haven't moved yet when in, in, in years previous, they might've been done in December. It's certainly a, a different off season than we've experienced uh, recently. There are a lot of names still out there. It's been a slower moving group. Um, and yeah, we're, we're a month plus away from spring training and 80% of major league free agents are unsigned. And so we've, as an industry have a lot of work to do between now and, and whether it's mid February or mid March or April 1st, um, to, to figure out how these teams are going to line up. And so um, we'll be a part of that. We're, we're certainly deep into conversations on, on a number of different fronts, and um, we'll see if we line up on anything over the next month or so. David, as always, we appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Here's what's on tap. Okay, here's what's coming up on tap. Brewers on deck coming to end the 28th of this month. The Wisconsin Center from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We hope to see you there. Keep it at Brewers.com. They'll have more details on Brewers on Deck as we get closer to the event. Cactus League play just a little over a month away. The Brewers open up in the desert with a split squad against the Cubs in Maryvale and the Giants at Scottsdale Stadium. That's the 23rd of February. Cactus League play gets underway. We will see you in Phoenix. We'll talk to you then. Have a great one, everybody. I'm Lane Grindle. This has been episode number 104 of Brewers on Tap.